gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, welcome to the inaugural edition of the Hop Nation USA podcast. My name is Sam, one of your esteemed hosts. To my right is Steve. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing today, Steve? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Excellent. And across from me right now is our other host, Adam. Hey, Sam. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Excellent. Excellent. Well, welcome, everybody. We're happy to have you. Over the next hour-ish, however long we feel like talking, we're going to be discussing some beer, because that's what you came here to find. At least I hope so. Yeah, if we don't talk about beer, we clearly did something wrong. And if you so. came here looking for something else, well, you're the one that screwed up. Exactly. So if you don't want to hear us talk about beer for the next hour, you better tune out now, because that's No, 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 you can still about. listen. You might learn a couple of things. Okay, all right, all right. Let, let them stay. You guys can stay for now. Yes, but. all are welcome. Put an egg in your shoe and beat it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good. The reality check is here. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's see. What are we going to be doing today, folks? Here's what we're going to be doing. Me and my colleagues here, we're going to be drinking some beer, uh, giving you some information about it. Our theme for the day is beer for breakfast. So we are going to be reviewing some breakfast beers that you can find at your local brewery, six-pack shop, or grocery store. So before we do that, I uh, just want to talk a little bit about the hosts here. So Adam, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, uh, I'll introduce myself again. I am Adam. Uh, one of the things that we had talked about is what kind of beers do we enjoy most, first and foremost. Uh, the two that I enjoy the most, I would say, are the Hefeweizens. And your Belgians, your Belgian triples, your Belgian quads, even a Belgian double, once in a while. Those are my favorites. I will even enjoy a good lager now and then. One I cannot stand, and they are terrible, should be thrown in the trash, are IPAs. I will say it right now within the first three minutes. I'll say it. You can wow. hate me if you want. Throw them in the trash. Throw them in the trash where they belong. That's a bold statement, my friend. And I bold stand statement. by it. Adam with the hot take. That is right. You can hate me. You can tweet me if you want. I don't care. All right. So we got Adam with the hefts and no IPAs. Steve, <laughs> what about you? What are you into these days? Uh, you can just call me Mr. Stouts and Porters. Uh, that's my deal, man. If it comes out like motor oil, I'm all about it. But uh, back to Adam's hot take on the IPAs. It's yeah. not a hot take, it's the truth. I'm just saying, there's a lot of people really upset with you right that, now. I'm okay with that. Honorable <sighs> men can differ. That's fine, that's fine. Speaking of people who are upset with you, the, uh, the last host, myself, Sam, is a little bit upset with you, because I'm really the IPA guy here on the you show. You knew what you signed up for. IPAs, <laughs> double IPAs, and triple IPAs. Uh, that's my thing. The pinier, the better. I want, to ta I want it to taste like I am literally biting into a pine cone sometimes. You so can have them. That's for me. You so can have them all. The nice thing is here, we have an eclectic group of uh, beer drinkers here, so we are really going to explore the world of beer throughout this podcast. So without further ado, we've been talking now for about five minutes, and so far we're missing one thing, and that's drinking. We have yet to drink anything in the first five minutes of this show, so we're about to change that. So as I told you, our theme for this show is beer for breakfast. So we are going to dive into one of the staples of breakfast beers, and that is, of course, the Founders Breakfast Stout. You may have heard of it. It is one of the classic breakfast stouts. It is delicious. 
Um, it's brewed with coffee and oatmeal, and we are just going to dive right in and give this one a shot. So while uh, Steve and Adam pour the beers for oh, us. Oh, we have to pour it now. Oh, they're pouring now. Oh, I'm geez, talking. I, I, sign I, up I for can't that. talk and pour at the same all time. All right, all right. Well, you'll learn it's episode one. We'll get better at it. Well, why don't you uh, let the audience know that we're going to be doing three beer tastings. All righty. Yes. Yeah. Hello, yes. audience. This is Sam again. We are going to be doing three beer tastings today all in the beer for breakfast category with a variety of uh breakfast you beers that how torque works there you go steve, steve's, having, <laughs> steve's having a little bit of trouble opening the beers so maybe uh hey you know we all have our strong suits and maybe that's not one of his and so that's okay anyhow he is now pouring the breakfast stouts and like i said we're doing the founders breakfast stouts the founders, the they're states. out of michigan correct that is correct yes, they, are. they are out of michigan and they are one of the key contributors to the app Untapped. So if you aren't familiar with the Untapped app, it's an app where you can rate beers on how delicious or how disgusting they taste. So oh, I've got to tell you what, that is a good looking beer. Comes I'm out liking, dark and thick. Yes, love it. that is a good looking head. I love it. A little bit thin. Oh, I get to drink the rest of it? Yeah, if you want Fantastic. it. Yeah, if you want it. I do. Oh, that has such a good nose on it. it. The head, a nice golden brown, I would say. Yeah, yeah, you're looking, uh, you're looking at a little deeper than a golden brown. This is like looking at uh, say like a Nesquik. Graham cracker. I'm saying like Nesquik. All right, brown. All right. <laughs> it's definitely got some good nose on it. Uh, I like the smell. You can definitely smell the coffee. Just oh, that is good. Radiating out of this beer. Yeah, it absolutely smells like walking into a kitchen. It's just brewing a pot of coffee up. Yes, it is. They oh, double chocolate. Mm. I can definitely taste the chocolate notes on it. So if we want to go over this bottle for a second, it's the coffee lover's consummate beer. You know, brewed with abundance of flaked oats, bitter, and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. Does it say what two types by any chance? Uh, no. The reason <laughs> I ask is because I am currently putting together a coffee beer myself as mm. uh, part of my homebrew, and I'm just curious as to what they use because I need to figure out what kind of coffee I'm going to use in mine. No, the I actual if ingredients I can steal are... from the best. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> now, the actual ingredients are left pretty, uh, you know, nondescript. Stout also has intense fresh roast Java nose, which we all just mm. commented on. Yep. Like, yeah, that's a pot of coffee. Looks uh, good. <laughs> smells good. And with a frothy cinnamon colored, according to them, ah, okay. head that goes forever. That's what Founders is telling us about their beer. Well, I have to say, guys, I like this beer. So this is the first time I I've tried it. this. I'm not going to lie, but it is, it is a great, um, great choice. This, no, is, this, this is reminds classic. you of exactly how you want to start the day. Absolutely. And if I could just put a bottle of breakfast out into my travel mug every morning on the way to work. I disagree. I feel that, <laughs> I feel that they should allow me to do that at my job. I disagree, and I'll tell you why. I don't believe this is the kind of beer that you should be drinking driving to work. Why? This is the kind of beer that you need to sit down at the table, relax, have a nice big plate of bacon and eggs with it, have the fireplace going on a nice cold Saturday morning, drink that beer nice and slow, let it soak up with the bacon and the eggs, and it just starts the day just right. See, that sounds like a Mi Michigan morning is what yeah. that is. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> it. So what you're saying is essentially I should wait till I get to my desk at work before I crack this beer? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, put the feet up, crack the beer open, there you go. Hey, maybe that's what I'll do. In another, in another time, in another place, drinking beer for breakfast was actually pretty common. People I can were, imagine that. People were known for just going in the, to... In the blue-collar world? Absolutely. Just going to a, just going to a lunch counter and just having... 
you know, just having a beer with lunch. Being was responsible. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, three martini lunches. There's a reason there that yeah. name exists. And everybody took the fun away. So while we enjoy this beer, let's uh, let's talk, gentlemen, about what's going on in in Pittsburgh in terms of breweries. The way I see it, there was a new brewery that opened a couple weeks ago. It was called Mindful Brewing. Ah, yes. A place that was highly anticipated in the Pittsburgh community for months. For months. It is located in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, and it's on the corner of 88 and Castle Shannon Boulevard, and it's actually in an old McGinnis Sisters grocery store. The three of us had the pleasure of attending the grand opening of Mindful, and I have to say, guys, I liked it. So did I. So did I. Yeah, uh, despite some of the, uh, you know, setbacks that were going on there, and that was all with just, you know, food and waitstaff. You can't be that mad about it, expecting on a, you know, an opening. Right. Opening but, night, you're going to have that sort of stuff. But, oh my God, the taps were ready. Cooler was completely stocked. Like, I've never seen that many bottles of beer in just, like, one place. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that it's in just, like, you know, a restaurant. So they had about 70 taps there. And about a thousand bottles, if I remember correctly. Correct. And I believe yeah. of the 70 taps, I think about eight to ten were their own beers. Yes. Eight to ten were their own, and there was just a lot of other local stuff. Yes. You know, yes, they do try to try to focus on the local stuff, especially on the taps. And especially in in the bottle side as well. I perused well, through the look- coolers, found a lot of good local beers that I honestly haven't been able to find anywhere else. They had some good stuff. And if you're not into beer, hey. They, have, they got you covered. They have also mixed drinks on tap, and they also have wine on tap. And they got and, wine in bottles. And wine in bottles that you can actually purchase there and drink there. So if you're not into the beer thing, if that's just not your scene, hey, Mindful doesn't care. They got you covered. So, yeah, they really do. So it's a cool place. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. It's actually two levels um, and two different bars. So they have a downstairs bar where you can try all of the beers, uh, both on tap and in bottle, or they have an upstairs that connects to a patio outside with a fire pit and a big screen TV. I really like that patio out there. That's a really there. nice patio. Yes, out. really um, nice patio. When Great we place there, to watch sporting events. When yeah. we were there, it was a, it was a warmer night, especially for January when they opened, and it was fantastic out there. They had the fireplace going, and it was a beautiful place just to sit out there and relax. The inside and the outside are connected via garage doors that you can open up. Yeah. So in the summertime, it's one big open space. It's going to be fantastic when spring comes around. The other nice thing about it is um, the upstairs bar, you can actually just access it for, without going into the downstairs bar. You really? Can, yeah, you can go up a staircase up to right up to the patio with the uh, screens and TVs. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be remembering this incorrectly, but on top of the beers they have on tap and on top of the wines they have in bottles, and obviously they had ciders there as well. Yes. Did they have meat on tap? I don't remember seeing any. I thought I saw like two, but I could be totally wrong. That wouldn't surprise me though. But I thought, possible. I thought I saw two Apis meaderies. That yeah. would make sense. Yeah. And, and Apis does make some good meads. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if either of you have ever been there. If you haven't, we've had them. Do it. But I haven't been there. Yeah. It, yeah. it is a nice little shop. They make some really good meads there. Yep. It's a little. Uh, I, I've been there as well. It's a nice little shop down on uh, Main Street in Carnegie, right across from Riley's Poorhouse. Cool spot you can go and lounge on a Friday, Saturday night, play some games, drink some mead, and just have a nice time with your buddies. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, guys, Pittsburgh is really becoming a destination for craft beer. It really is. I don't think 10 years ago people would have thought of this city 
as really a destination for that beer. But sure enough, we have breweries popping up all over the Absolutely. place. And there's more coming, too. There's, there's more coming. on the way. And the amount of home brewers that are in the area, too. The fact that we have two home brew associations just in Allegheny County right. with uh, Trash and Trub. And then we have... We have Beaver County. Yeah, we have the Beaver County Brewery Association. As well. Yeah. I don't know. You've worked with them a couple of times. I, I wouldn't say work with them, but you know we've been to their events. We've competed in their events. I'd say that's working with so, them. Yeah, I would say that is too. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I've not worked with them, but I've drank their beer and <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, they do like that, and that's the thing. You can find craft beer just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh got this. I don't know when it started, but and it probably had something to do with UPMC becoming as big as it is and drawing in you know the new students and everything, but. We started getting that reputation of being a foodie city, you know? Yeah, that's right. And what's, what goes naturally with food? Yeah. Beer. Alcohol. Absolutely. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, All kinds of alcohol. We, I think we've definitely surpassed, though, as a craft beer city. It is more much more a, of a craft beer city than a, than a, a foodie city. Yeah. That, like is you, a, that is a fact. You can turn into any neighborhood and find either find somebody who sells craft beer, somebody... Who's brewing craft beer. (laughs) (laughs) Or a brewery in itself. Correct. Not not every neighborhood has something good to eat, though. Yeah, I think they're really trying to revitalize our city. And it's interesting to see some of these uh, breweries pop up in neighborhoods that 10 years ago you wouldn't even dream of going into. They had no business being there. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right about that. The Brew Gentleman is like the perfect example of that. Braddock was the most depressed, awful area And not only that, but they make award-winning beers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, it's in a category that I don't particularly agree with, with their IPAs, but that is one of the best in the nation. And their General Braddock IPA is one of the best IPAs I've ever had. And that's coming from an IPA guy. There you so go. So if you get down there, check it out. That is a stamp of approval if I ever heard one. So there's the Brew Gentleman in Braddock, and currently nothing else in Braddock. So if you get down there, go to the Brew <laughs> Gentleman, check it out, and then get the hell out of there. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and don't go there after dark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, you say leave Braddock as quick as you can, but uh, Carrie Furnace, they've actually kind of found their own revitalization through holding events down there. We've gone to a number of brewing events, but we've also gone to, they had an American Ninja Warrior down there, too. That is true. So I think I think they're, they're definitely a, a town on the uptrend, I believe. Yeah, and, and I, I may have misspoke a little bit when I said you should leave Braddock after that. What I meant I, to say was... I wouldn't say misspoke, it's just give him a razz. What, what I meant to say <laughs> is that you should leave Braddock to travel less than three miles down to the waterfront Ooh, where you can find your next brewery. That, there you go. Ah, smooth. <laughs> so you see what I did there? I do. So now you can hit two breweries in one day instead of just one. That's a good plan there. So See, I'm always thinking... So yeah, those are, those are those are pretty. You know, those have been around for a couple of years. Mindful was just you know open this year. We've been waiting for a while. Like I remember having their s'mores collaboration beer. Yeah, and that was amazing. And I couldn't wait for them to open up. Who else is on the docket to open? Like we have. Um, oh, we got some good stuff on the docket. We have um, the ones that I know of at least. Are there's Cobble House Brewing, which is a new brewery that's opening up in Coriopolis. Mm-hmm. Their mantra is. Old world beers with a new world twist. So I'm very excited to check that out. I I want to see what these guys can crank out. And that's nice. It's not another brewery in the city. It's starting to expand into some of our great suburbs that we have and revitalize those areas. And and I must say, the west side of the city has not been affected by the craft beer 
industry it is not nearly as much as the south side and the east side. Right. Okay. So it is time for the beard to come west. Come west, young man. <laughs> we need you over there. Yeah. Adam lives west, in case you didn't pick up on that. He wants the beer out by him. That is I correct. live in the south, and I'm perfectly happy here. We're, yeah, I mean, like, Beaver County isn't doing the best job, I guess, of bleeding into the west of Allegheny County with, you know, new breweries they, and such like that. There seems to so. be a bit of a dead zone there. Yeah. Uh, the other dead zone would be the North Hills. The North Hills is the biggest dead zone you could find there, there in are terms of craft beer. So, There's nothing yeah, out there. There are so many just boring, boring snooty people, I will say, <laughs> who wouldn't know. They're more wine drinkers, I would say. If yeah, you're know. absolutely right. And the interesting thing about Pittsburgh is you start in the city, and there's a ton of great craft beer that you can find down there. You go north. And between Pittsburgh and Cranberry, there's literally nothing there. Now, if you keep traveling north past Cranberry, and get you get Zealy. to Zealy and Noble, get to Zealy, you nope. get to Butler, you get to... Slippery Rock, you even to get to Slippery Grove Rock. City. Yeah. Well, Grove. I mean, Zealy and uh, Slippery Rock, those are both uh, North Country, right? Uh, Zealy is not. I thought, Ze- they ha- I thought they had a... Zealy has two breweries. Well, I guess there's one in Zealy, one in Harmony, but the towns are right next yeah, to each the other, same so whatever. Yeah, North but, Country would be in, in Slippery Rock. Yeah, no, I know I know their main brew houses out of Slippery Rock. I've been there. Yeah. That's their only brew house. Yes. No, no, but I thought they had a restaurant, a tap room in Zealy. No. If they do, I don't know about it. Uh, they, they do not. At least not to the best of my knowledge. I'm going to look it up. The, I thought only, they the only place they have is the brewery in Slippery Rock. Yeah. Where Which is brew, fantastic. And their food I love there going is to excellent. that place. It's a nice place. It's, it has the place that is old... great. The beer is so-so, in my opinion. I think there are some good things from them. Oh, absolutely. Their Firehouse Red, I am a big fan of. Firehouse Red, I, I, that's, yeah, that's my go-to. On I'm that. a stinky hippie guy myself. That which sounds is, about of course, right. their IPA. That sounds about right. Yep. Well, hey, what can I say? So if you go past uh, if you go past Slippery Rock, and you can even get up to Meadville and Oil City and Newcastle, there's breweries up there that you can find. So. But it just seems that there is that dead zone between there is downtown the dead zone. and Cranberry. There just isn't. Anything there that we know of in terms of breweries. Now, granted, there are a couple of places that do have some good craft beers on tap and in bottles, but there doesn't seem to be that brewery in that area that, we, that we've that we been able to find yet. So, hint, hint, wink, wink, Pittsburgh. If you're thinking about opening a brewery, we may have just given you a little hint as to where <laughs> to do it. And let me tell you, the last time I checked, people in Granbury, Wexford, Swickley have a boatload of money. So, <laughs> head on up. They will, they, if you build it, they will come. As noted by Mindful, which has been opened up for at least a month now, and the last time that I visited there on a, a beautiful Saturday afternoon, that place was absolutely packed. So, so the fast. city is looking for craft beer. We are embracing it here in the city. So yeah. it, is, it is time to bring more. I don't believe that we've reached saturation yet. It is time to bring more to the city. Now, here's the thing. People keep saying we're going to reach saturation or whatever i don't believe that what does that mean reaching saturation in terms of craft beer how could you have too much beer exactly like it seems so stupid to say that because you're saying we're going to have too much beer to choose from how could that possibly be a bad thing because that just makes my day that much more exciting well the other thing it does is it creates competition it brings everybody's game up well it brings it okay so yeah you bring everybody's game up you give everybody more choice Mm -hmm. to go around to you get okay, so say you get somebody who is like one of those regulars 
who just wants to walk into a dirty dive bar and shove Miller Lite in their face. Now you have all these craft breweries that you can go to. You can visit a new one every day of the week. You're yeah, still you're still you're still contributing. Yeah. If one person does that and another person does that, how are you reaching saturation? Because everybody's still cycling around. You're just cycling around businesses. You're not just pouring money into you know just a crappy dive bar. And plus, there's enough people in the Pittsburgh area and the surrounding suburbs that they, they want beer. They, they are pining for this. Mm-hmm. Literally pining for those delicious IPAs that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I, uh, which I hope they create. I hope they do, too. I hope they do, too. It, it, it keeps the beer industry going. Everybody keeps, wants a choice. Everybody wants a choice. It's just that my choice true. not to drink them. Well, hey, guys, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is a growing town, so as the breweries come, we're going to be getting them over to you. Okay, so does everybody have a brewery that they're especially excited to go to when it opens? A new like one? It, or... I, that, that's not open yet. Oh, that's not Ooh, open that's yet. That's not open yet. I, I have one in mind, and I know what I want to go to. For me, for me, it was something that was already mentioned. It was the Cobble House okay. in Coriopolis. Yeah. That, that one's got me interested. I, because I hadn't heard a lot about it. There wasn't a lot of buzz like you would with a Mindful or even Southern Tier opening up down on the North yeah. Shore. But it seems like this one is is catching a lot of steam, and I'm real interested to see what they're going to come up with. I think it's also interesting. Like, usually most of the buzz we get is from going to beer events, and I haven't seen them Nor in any I. of the ones we've gone to. So they're definitely I'm looking forward to them opening up. Definitely an interest. So what about you, Steve? What are you, uh, what are you excited for? Abjuration. That's a good call. Ooh, that's, that's a good, a good one. call. That, ever since we had that had that vanilla oak monster. Ooh, oh yes. Oh, I can't get that. that yeah, that down in Lawrenceville me. haunts me in my dreams. Yeah. So for those of you that are curious, Abjuration is a brewery that's opening up in an old movie theater in McKee's Rocks, and we were fortunate enough to try their beer at a beer fest called Beers of the Berg last spring, and they brought brought some pretty tasty stuff. So we it were wasn't really tasty. It was that. dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. They, they <laughs> dropped that dynamite. hammer. <laughs> yeah, they, the dynamite of flavor literally blew up in our mouths. It made, it made me cuss. That's <laughs> all there is to it. It made me cuss. It was that good. Well, a lot of exciting stuff. I would say for me, and I'm going to kind of cheat on this one mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily a new brewery. But, but it's one we have. I know what you're going to say because it hasn't opened up yet. It, ha- it hasn't opened yet. But it has opened yet. So for me, it's the Helltown Pub that they're putting ah, in Pittsburgh. Yes. And if you haven't heard of Helltown, it's a brewery out in Mount Pleasant. And they brew some pretty delicious stuff. They are putting a pub in downtown Pittsburgh or one of the surrounding areas. I don't believe they have a location yet, but something that I'm very excited for so I can try even more of their tasty beverages. And I think that's one of the best parts about uh, Mindful, just to bring it all the way back around. Uh, anytime you walk into Mindful and you see all those coolers, you can pretty much walk in and find like the entire collection of what's available from breweries. And because there's so many local breweries in there, you walked in and found how many different river towns? A lot more than I was anticipating. Yeah. I even picked one up last yeah. time I was in there. I had never seen it before. I had never heard of, but it was there. So darn it. I'm yeah. going to pick it up. I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the great things about Mindful. So uh, we're pretty so much that, we're yeah. finishing, we're finishing up our, uh, you know. Samples here of the founder's breakfast stuff. I wouldn't say finishing. Well, I finished mine a long finished, time ago. I'm finished. You're finished. He's got a little bit. I'm, I'm salvaging <laughs> one sip, gentlemen, for the final review. Oh, you have uh, more attack than what I did. Yeah, that's what I was All pushing right. for, and then I. Uh, so let's let's give our final thoughts on this beer here. And since I have one sip left, I'm going to go last. Steve, why don't you go first? Uh, it's definitely one of the classics. 
of you know breakfast stouts. Anytime it's on tap, I'll have it. It's something I'll seek out if I can't find anything else. It's a go-to for me. I love it. For me, I wouldn't consider it a go-to, but it is really, really good. Like I said earlier, this is something, if you're going to have a beer for breakfast, this is one to have on, on the ready right next to your steak and eggs. That way you can have a nice cold Michigan morning, which I'm pretty sure what, <laughs> what this came out of was a cold Michigan morning. There's a foot and a half of snow Absolutely. on the ground. Whoever decided to brew it didn't want to get out of bed, didn't want to move. This is the beer they're going to drink coming out Not just that. They looked outside. I said, I ain't shoveling that. I'm going to have breakfast. I'm going to have me a breakfast beer beer instead. Yes. Uh, Just one more note, I I would say. The coffee flavoring isn't overpowering. Like other other coffee beers out there. I agree. I think think that's really important to note because, like, some people may not be into coffee as much. Uh, This does such a good job of blending there's no Everything. bitterness whatsoever. There's yeah. no coffee bitterness whatsoever no, no, no. in this beer. It, it does such a good job of blending the coffee and the chocolate. You just get all of that goodness and heaviness in it. That's what it is. I couldn't agree more, guys. This is a great beer. I would highly recommend everybody to try it. It's something that you can get year-round uh, at any time you want. Uh, just go to your local brewery or grocery store. Or now in Pittsburgh, gas stations. You can go to GitGo and pick Thank up. Thank God. A, <laughs> yeah, no know, kidding. Pick up a four Welcome pack back of this the beer. 20th century. Hey, honestly, if you're uh, if you're considering drinking a beer before noon, this is the one for you. back everybody we are ready to drink some more beer we are getting thirsty here so we are going to try our second our second beer in the beer for breakfast theme of our podcast here today and i'm turning it over to adam to talk about what we're going to be trying next beer number two is x reserve it is an imperial coffee stout it's from the good people of saucony creek brewing company they are out of Cootstown, pennsylvania that's from the northeastern part of the state up around allentown this is an Imperial Coffee Stout. It checks in at about, let me see here, I believe it's about 8.2%. That's so, a heavy hitter. So it's going to get you going where you need to go. So let's crack this open and see what we get. An Imperial Coffee Stout. Sounds good so far. Yeah. I like the name, Saucony Creek. Saucony Creek, yes. So where did you find this at? I actually found this at Mindful. Oh. <laughs> which, a bit of a callback there. They yeah, have that good of a that. selection. I'm just going to pass that around. While I take a look at this out of my tasting glass, the head is a little bit lighter than what we would have found on the Founders, but it's still a very nice golden brown color like you would expect on a good stout. It's looking a little bit like the Founders stout. The head is a bit lighter. And the I got a little body, more head. As did I. In the founder stout. As yeah, yeah, I. I, yeah. Definitely getting more head. It's a little lighter and and it's sticking around a little bit longer too. Oh yeah. The nose, I it smells really good. It smells really good. Does not smell as I'm not getting as many hints of coffee though as I am from no as neither I did am I. from the founder stout. Neither am I. This is uh, this is a little more subtle, but you can smell it. Overall, pretty good smell to it. Pretty good look. Let's see what it tastes like. It tastes good. 
I'll beat you to the punch right now. That Ooh, tastes, boy. Oh, that tastes like it was brewed with some Saucony Creek water. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means. Triple filter, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very roasty. It's kind of coffee-ish, I would say. Well, I would hope it's coffee-ish. Yeah. It's definitely more on the back end. It, it is more on yes. the back end. That's why I said ish. Yeah. It's not as upfront. It doesn't grab you by the taste buds like the breakfast stout did. But it's, very, it's very unassuming because mm-hmm. like you pour it and it doesn't really have that strong coffee nose. And then even up front, it's not that heavy on the coffee, but it hits you on the end. It's roasty. Which You're is not incredibly bitter. surprising because this beer is actually an imperial coffee stout. Yeah. And when you get an imperial beer, it usually is a little bigger, a little bolder, has yeah, more yeah, flavor yeah. to it. And this one, it has a big stout flavor, but the coffee is a little more subtle. But overall, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I like it. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to finish this. Oh, no yeah, of doubt about it. Absolutely. Now, we're Why, certainly not you? getting the motor oil type color that you were, were talking about earlier, Steve, but what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm digging this so far. It's uh, it's pretty good. I mean, you're... It's not that punchy in the face, though. No, but I must. I expected. I I honestly expected it more because it did say it was an imperial. Yes. Well, I, I as it turns out, I am a damn dirty liar. Oh, you suck. I know. I know for many reasons. But I originally said that it was eight point two percent. Yeah. Uh, it is actually nine point five. Whoa! So you tasted it. coming you up can't on taste double it. digits. Yes. Yeah, so that that is another feather in the cap in my book. The sheer fact so. that it, it is this good, it doesn't punch you in the mouth for something that is that high octane. And yeah. I'm sorry, but 9.5 is high octane. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I thought the breakfast stout was high octane at 8.3, but man, we didn't see nothing yet. So good thing we are not drinking this all night. <laughs> so we're going to keep sipping on that, folks. Yeah, we'll Thank be sipping, sipping on this, and Adam has a little segment for us to prepared. So what are we we'll going to talk on. about next? We're going to talk about beer. Oh, perfect. One of my favorite topics. Oh, man. I was hoping you would say that because so, we haven't talked about beer in about five seconds. So let's change that. Let's change, let's that. change that. I am getting so bored. So what we're going to do is a little segment we're going to call Beerify It. Oh, Beerify It. Now, as many of you don't know, but you're about to find out, all three of us are home brewers. We have all dabbled in, in making our own beer. You do? Uh, some of us have made our own IPA. Some of us have dabbled into the stout. I know Steve here has made a fantastic chili chocolate stout. Uh, he's them. actually taken that into competitions and done very well. Uh, impressed several brewers with that. He impressed me. And that's <laughs> saying something. And that's a brewer. <laughs> yeah. Same the brewer. So, he's impressed. So I know. About that. He, I mean something. He impressed at least two brewers because he impressed, impressed Sam, impressed me. Aw. So you got that going Guys. for you. Which is nice. That's he impressed two friends and their brewers and nobody else. Just Shut kidding. Up. Somebody else liked it. And then, like, there was one lady. But they weren't did. a brewer. No, no, no. There was the one guy that uh, the guy that actually won. Okay, so what we're talking about, for <laughs> just a quick second, what we're talking about is the uh, Wiggle Whiskey Home Brewers event, uh, which I did compete in. Um, but, no, the, the, the winner who had a double IPA, uh, I don't know... You didn't have it. I did. Oh, no, you didn't and have I, it. And I hate to say this. You liked it. I did. It was fucking good. You know why good. he likes it? Why? Because IPAs are delicious. Yeah. yeah. I, I can drink IPAs, and I can appreciate a good one. But if I have a choice between an IPA and not IPA, chances are I'm going not IPA. But that guy surprised you. It and was you had, good. And you had to give it to him, and that's why it was a competition-winning beer. It was that good. Because it turned you. <laughs> yeah. 
But that guy also did like my chili beer. There you go. So, Perfect. Yeah. There you go. So, All right. Short story for you. <laughs> so with this first segment of Beerify It, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw out a topic here. We are going to create our own homebrew recipe. So we need to come up with a story behind it. Now, it is the middle of February right now. We just got past Valentine's Day. So we are not going to talk about Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about something much more anticipatory. Spring training. Ooh. Pitchers and catchers, pitchers already and catchers. That is correct. They are already They're in sunny Florida. <laughs> so what we need to do is this gives us just enough time to get a beer brewed, bottled, and conditioned for opening day. Sounds so we need to come up with a good tailgate beer. When you guys go tailgating, what is your go-to beer? Now, be honest. Be honest. Oh, no. It's probably going to be Bud Light or <laughs> whoever brought it. Okay. But why? But why? Uh, because you can drink a bunch of it. It's water. Exactly. <laughs> you can drink you know, a bunch of it. Exactly. <laughs> Sam? Sadly enough, it's not what I want to be drinking, but it's what I drink. And that is, most of the time, Miller Lite. But and, for, and for the same reasons. Because I've had some bad experiences when I've gone to a tailgate and I've drank a lot of craft beer and I don't remember exactly what I was even tailgating for. <laughs> so that h- tends to be a problem. And I don't like that. If I'm going to a ball game or a concert, I want to see the ball game or the concert. I don't want to be blacked out by the time I get in there. And sometimes craft beer will do that to you. And I think that's one of the things that people tend to forget whenever you, you drink craft beer is a lot of times you do end up drinking the high-octane stuff, and you can only drink one, you can only drink two. But when you're at a tailgate, if you're out in the mid-afternoon You want to drink a lot. You want to make sure that you're able to maintain your faculties. So that usually... Well, you're down there at 7 in the morning... Waiting for, a are. Game, waiting for a game that's at one. <laughs> or a Kenny Chesney concert that doesn't start till seven at night. <laughs> but yes. And you gotta, We've all been there. you got to get the good parking spot. I agree. But if you're planning on drinking until the event, you got to be able to drink. Although I will say, if you are down there at 7 o'clock in the morning, you should start with a beer for breakfast. Oh, so well. you should be paying attention to our reviews that we're going through right now. I probably do. But once we get past, say... The 12 o'clock hour. Once you get past high noon, the sun is coming down. You want to drink something that is light. Well, yeah, you can't have this heavy stuff sitting in your gut. Exactly. Yeah. Even even like a double IPA is going to be like It's going to put you down. Brutal I mean, in the sun. Eight brutal above, in the sun. Eight per, eight percent above. So it sounds to me like we need, to, we need to keep the ABV down. Right. We need a session beer is what it sounds like to me. I was, that's what it's made for. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a session IPA. Now, if I was creating this by myself, of course it would be, but it doesn't have to be. Session beers, for those that may not be aware, beers that are generally 5% or less in terms of their total ABV. Now, it has to be craft beer. Can't count Bud Light or Miller Lite. I would never consider any of those a session beer, even though you can drink a boatload of them. I agree. We have to stick to the craft beer category. So that's what I'm going to say we should start with. Let's go with a session beer. Okay, we'll start with a session beer. We can have a few. So I I think the session beer is a fantastic idea. And another reason behind that is a lot of times when you're at a big tailgate, you're sharing beers. Yeah. Everybody's jumping into everybody else's cooler because it's nearby. Everybody's friends. Everybody knows, hey, if I jump into cooler, it's no big deal. If you're going to introduce somebody into, say, the craft beer or the homebrew side of things, you don't want to punch them in the gut. No. With a, with a big double IPA. If you have a big group down there, 
and they're all drinking. Even if they are craft beer drinkers, you're going to run into problems with IPAs and stouts and such. Right. So you want to find something that everybody can enjoy. Correct. And I think that's where the session comes into yeah, play. Yes, so you start with session, you start with something light, you start with something, I'm almost going to say maybe a wheat beer. Ooh, so we have a session and a wheat. Now. We know that'll appease Adam. Now here's something. <laughs> you're not wrong. Now here's something I'm going to throw at you. It's going to hit a lot of these categories. It's going to be low ABV. Mm -hmm. Should be fairly tasty for everybody involved. Should have a low hop profile. Mm -hmm. What about a Rattler? Hmm. Ooh, a Rattler. That's an interesting choice. See, here's the thing for me when it comes to Rattlers. I like the Rattler. It's low in ABV. It's very flavorful. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how many of those I really want to drink. Rattlers tend to be pretty sweet. They do. They do. But they, they were originally... Developed, developed is a bit of a technical word here. That's they just kind of made them. But for those that don't know what a Rattler is, it's sort of a lower alcohol beer, usually like a German lager, Mm -hmm. and it's mixed with lemonade. So you end up with an ABV around three percent, and they're originally developed for bicyclists up in Germany. So I did not know that. Yes, there was actually Mm developed. See, so, I was hoping you would explain that because I was thinking, hey, it's going to be like a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and I don't nope. really want that. No, it's yeah. not. It I does, don't want that ever, let alone in tailgates. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> so, yeah, it was actually developed for uh, whenever people were riding their bicycles up in the mountains, uh, sometimes even during bicycle races, because, as a lot of you know, the Germans really enjoy their beers, but they also enjoy living. So they decided to cut their beer with some lemonade. That way they continue to drink while they're riding their bicycle, hence the Rattler was developed. Huh. Well, I mean, that totally makes sense. So beer, it, beer history 101, it, folks. How about it, that? Awesome. In that? In that vein, if they're able to do endurance runs on their bicycles, I would think an endurance drinking session in a ballpark parking lot, that would fit right in. Okay, so now I'm going to throw a curveball at you because uh, you just put something in my head. All right, so we're drinking a Rattler, right? Mm-hmm. We're on the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's hot as hell. Yeah. What if the other half, the other base of the beer... You know, say we take a wheat beer and some lemonade. It doesn't have to be lemonade. Well, it doesn't have to be. But let's say we do use lemonade. Sure. The the base is a tea beer. A tea beer. Okay. A tea beer. So you're look, almost like a kombucha, but not. You know, That's bold. Yeah. You can do, you totally get kombuchas up above, you know, up around that 5% area. Mm. So what I'm proposing is an alcoholic Arnold Palmer. Whoa. Now that's interesting. That is interesting. Now, wouldn't you just take an Arnold Palmer and just put vodka in it and have the same thing? Yeah, you totally would. But then you get all screwed up and you right. want to make it into the... <laughs> that is true. You do want to You want to maintain. This This is about maintaining for the event. I agree. Everybody can drink it. And you can, you know, have a number of them. So, what do you think? Should we go with the Rattler? Should we go with just a basic session? I think, I, th- I, think, I think we took a lot of, you know, twists and turns here. We started with a session, went to a wheat, went to a Rattler... That's true. The, the wheat is not out of the question either. Now we're on this half and half hot fire that I'm spitting. And nobody, you know. Here's the thing about the <laughs> I'm pretty much just ignoring you at this point. Shut up. <laughs> Here's the thing about the Arnold Nerd. Palmers and your Rattlers. The Rattlers that I've had have been around three, three and a half percent. I don't want a beer that's going to get me blasted at a tailgate, but at the same time, I do want a beer that's going to give me a really nice buzz. Mm-hmm. And you think about a Miller Lite. What are they, about 4, 4.2%, something yeah. like yeah. that? Yeah, it's like 4.3. I mean, three. you're at about a percent lower than a Miller Lite, 
And we all just said how we can drink a bunch of Miller Lights and not really get that drunk. Do I really want something less than that? For me, probably not. Something that's less, has less alcohol in it and is sweeter is probably not going to fit my taste too well. So I would say we move up a little bit from the Rattler. I want to explore the idea of the wheat again. I like that suggestion. Okay. All right. Well, what yeah, you- yeah, I'm starting to think and I'm, I'm agreeing with you that maybe it just won't get you to the point of like, Having the fun you want to have, <laughs> because you can't. <laughs> right, you want you want to be able to maintain. Yeah, you want to get a buzz on. Otherwise, you're just drinking a whole boatload of empty calories. <laughs> Let's just call it like it is. Oh, good. Right? Fitness Sam is here. I mean, we don't want that. I mean, so the one thing I will say about the wheats, uh, for me personally, I love them. I absolutely love a good wheat, but it will fit. It will sit in the stomach, and it will give you a good bloat. It may, but it may not. It depends on how it's brewed. You could brew, excuse me, a lighter wheat, a pale wheat, similar to something like, let's take the Bell Smitten, for example. It's a wheat rye ale. I don't know if either of you guys have ever tried it. I don't believe I have. Tell me more, though. It is a light-bodied ale, um, very drinkable, has a lower ABV. I don't know off the top of my head what exactly it is, but I would say it's between anywhere between four and a half and five and a half percent. So that's kind of what I'm in, uh, what I'm picturing, especially on a hot summer day. Something that's a little more pale, something that's a little lighter, something that you can drink a lot, but it doesn't sit heavy in your stomach because you are going to be eating food all day, that is true. Day, that which is, is true. good because that'll yeah, absorb yeah. some of the alcohol. Yep. But you know, let's th- let's think about that too. We do want something that has some flavor in it because if we get too light. We're just going back to something that's slightly above Miller Lite, which yeah, is exactly. what we don't want. That's, yeah. that's fair. I th- yeah, I think finding something you can put a flavor into. And you the can other, definitely do that with the wheat. Yeah. The uh, the other way I was about to just go is uh, maybe a shandy. But I think you also fall into the same trap of it being a little too sweet and not being able to... You can't go way too sweet on a shandy. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. But you can you can lighten it up as well, and that comes down to to your brewing process. It comes down to your additions, how much you add, when you add it. See, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Lion Cool Ginger. Yes, yes, I, I think that, that I think well. that I think that's really easy drinking, and uh, you know, put a bunch of those away. Mm-hmm. But a ginger is not a thing for everybody. No, and that's you one know. of the things you have to remember for for opening day is, as I previously mentioned, if everybody's jumping into everybody else's cooler, yeah. you got to try to cover everybody's bases. Yeah. So you can't go too specific. You can't go too fancy. And look, at the end of the day, you're going to probably want to have some girls down at the tailgate with you. And let's face it, they like a lot of that stuff, a lighter, fruitier, weedy type beer. So you're really yeah. going to appease the masses. Not that there aren't girls out there who love the heavy stuff, but... Yeah, you, you can you can give that to any girl. You can give that you know? to any girl. You can give that to any guy. Yeah. And they're going to yeah, like yeah. it. So a universal beer that's not Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, any of that crap. Just, some, just something and different. And something that's really flavorful but won't get you too drunk. Yeah. So what have we decided here? So we're going session and we're going wheat. Do we want to yeah. flavor it with any specific flavors or do we want to add any I, specific types of I would of think so. Hot dogs. Mm. Oh, now that's it's baseball. Yeah. Hot dogs. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> you know what I like to do at a ball game? Huh. I like to unshell some of the peanuts and place them on top of my hot dog. So what if we did a peanut butter flavored hot dog wheat session ale? Oh, I think we what lost it. What do you guys think it? of that? How, oh, we lost it. <laughs> how have we decided on that? I think we're good. So we can move on to the next segment. No. 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 Okay. no. I thought I Sorry. had that. You, you, you swung for the fences, and I appreciate the effort, but no. I'm a natural Pedro Alvarez. I swing all, and I miss. All or nothing. <laughs> all or nothing. How? Okay. So thinking about kind of like summertime flavors then, 
Well, um, don't forget, this is for opening day. Okay, okay. So you got to look for what would be coming early spring, early if spring, anything. Early spring. Early spring, but baseball is a summertime sport overall. Oh, it actually So is. we need a beer that's going to segue into summer. I agree with that. So, so I, I think, think we're on the right track with the session wheat. I what think, I think, hold on. Peach. Yeah. Peach wheat. Yeah. Peach like wheat. the weech. Yeah, like the weech. Okay. Yeah. All right, so it sounds to me like we're making a peach wheat session ale. Okay, yeah, peach wheat se- session ale. Okay. So what we're going to do is before next episode, we're going to be able to post a recipe using this. Uh, just make sure you check in with us on our social media. We'll give that to you at the end of the show. We'll give you that recipe. See if anybody wants to give that a try. See how that turns out. If anybody does, let us know. We'd definitely like to try it. And if you do the peanut butter hot dog water, don't tell us about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. Let's just all forget about that. So it sounds to me like we have a pretty good beer coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can, can I come up with a name for it? Yeah, go ahead. The, the Peachburg Pirates. The Peachburg Pirates. Oh, the Peachburg Pirates. I kind of like that. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, if this beer blows up. Maybe we can get someone dressed in a peach costume in the pierogi race. Ooh. I think people would like that. It's like a wild card. Usually, usually Oliver Onion is the wild card, or sometimes even Sauerkraut Sal. Would, like, would it be a peach uh, pierogi? Ooh. No, that sound's gross. You sound I don't want gross. That. Yeah, I, do, I was going to say, <laughs> you never know. Peach pierogi might work yeah, you out. Can make, you can is make, it like a dessert pierogi? Yeah, maybe it's a dessert pierogi. You can make dessert pierogies. Yeah, why yeah. not? This is America. Yeah, you can do anything you want. If we're going to make a peach weech hot dog flavored beer, then... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. How, do we no sneak, how do we sneak hot dog in there? No hot dog. No hot dog. <laughs> okay. All right, no hot dog. Thank we'll post the you. recipe. There won't be any hot dogs. You make, you. You All make, right, you make your own hot dog water on your own time. Aww. <laughs> For a future segment, you know what we should do? What's that? A chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water beer. Doesn't that sound good? Wouldn't that bring you back to your 90s oh, childhood? Oh, good. The 90s are back. That's we not should... in the 90s. That's like 2002. Was it really? Yeah, Limp Biz- Yeah, that crappy That's Limp Bizkit. That's came out? 2002? I think that album came out. Oh, the oh, album. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe if we ever do a Limp Biscuit segment, then maybe we can try to come up That'll with a That'll probably be the day that I quit. Limp Biscuit Malt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very a biscuity nice. beer. So let's circle back yet again to beer number two. Everybody's finished or finishing. I, I, All right, I, I still took, have a couple sips. Yes, I, I, I took really the from Sam. One. I left a little bit of the reserve, or sorry, the X Reserve from Sockety Creek Brewing Company out of Cootstown, Pennsylvania. That is in the northeast portion of the state, up by Allentown. I was able to drink through this, and I I liked it just about as much as the Founders, but not quite as much. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of with you there. Uh, not that it got hard to drink or anything like that. It just got a little boring. A little bit. Being, being like I said, you know, at the beginning, like it's not a punching the mouth up front beer or anything. Uh, but that's the thing when you when you're being subtle like that, you know, with such a big like trying to promote big flavors like coffee and beer. You got to go big. You got to go big. Yeah. Because otherwise you just get kind of bored drinking. And you just, you just kind of blend in with everybody else. Yeah. 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 I kind of agree. I mean, for me, 
this is a try it, don't buy it type of beer. So what you want to do is just go into a bar, order a pint of it, drink it, and leave before paying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One this, of those type I mean, of deals, right? This, this could very easily be somebody's favorite beer. Yeah. It's, it's just not, not our favorite it's beer. It's not a bad beer whatsoever. If somebody handed it to me, I'd drink it with oh, a absolutely. smile on my Yeah, face. yeah, yeah. I'll drink, it. I'll drink it any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I think I think the other thing, though, is the fact the flavor isn't that big, and it has that nine and a half, like, breaking point. Maybe you don't want to pick it up. At That's the, you true. Know, you know, maybe somebody hands that to you and you don't want that. That's true, because if you drink two or three of those, yeah. you're you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, because say say you're the kind of person that goes out and has like four a night. If you have four of those in a night, Yeah, yikes. yeah, four of those in a night. You're going to be some, sleeping real yeah. well. Yikes. <laughs> Might yeah. not be in your own bed, but you're going to be sleeping <laughs> somewhere real well. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably pass on it again. I tell you what, I, I did enjoy it, and if somebody else bought it for me, I think I would drink it again. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out and buy this beer at a bar or at a six-pack shop on my own. So That's me. Yeah, so uh, general consensus, uh, you know, if you're given the choice between the Founders Breakfast Stout and uh, this coffee stout. Go with the Founders. You go with the Founders. founders. Yeah, you Founders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree, 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 agree. All right, we're going to take another short break here, folks, and then we'll be back with beer number three and some more beer fun. everybody and guess what time it is it's beer time so sure enough we have one last beer here for you that we are going to be trying during the show today and i'm gonna let my esteemed colleague steve introduce this beer for us what do we got over there esteban all right so we got another monster uh it's the lagunitas cappuccino stout and it's an ale brewed with coffee and it's coming in at 9.1 percent nice yes so we're hitting them heavy. So it sounds to me like the founders was the lightweight. I yeah. was going to say, yeah, the founders. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. We didn't really plan it out that way, but it turns out the founders is the lightweight of the bunch. At a paltry 8.3%. So to give you a little background on Lagunitas, they are a brewery out of Petaluma, Petaluma, California. Uh, it's about an hour and a half north of San Francisco, and they've been brewing beer for over two decades. They are a pretty well-known group. Very well-known group. They are brewing uh, beer out of a couple different locations within the United States, and actually they pour in all 50 states, as well as international now. So a little bit about this beer we're going to be drinking, the Cappuccino Stout. This is kind of a collaboration beer, if you will, because Lagunitos actually partnered with a local coffee shop, called Sebastopol's Hardcore Coffee, which is right also in Petaluma, California. So what they did is the coffee company uh, ground the beans fresh for them. So right after the coffee company ground up all those coffee beans, Lagunitas just dropped them right into the brew kettle and started stirring them around to get you that nice coffee flavor uh, that you taste from this beer. So we're gonna give it a shot. Like Steve said, this is a 9.1% stout. And the third of our beer for breakfast beers that we are going to be trying today. So let's take a look. What do you guys think of the color so far in this beer? What does it look like? The first thing I notice is the head is definitely the lightest of the three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not much head at all on this. No. Not much head? Very, very light. And it the retention was not nearly as good as as the Sockety Creek. 
That definitely had the most head retention out of the three. This one has dissipated somewhat quickly. I would say a little bit quicker than the Founders, but not much more. You guys think this one is the darkest? It is a dark beer. Well, that's kind of saying which is the blackest black. They're yeah. all pretty much motor oil. I mean... Uh, I don't know if I'd say they're nah, all of them are nah, motor nah, oil. Nah, but you can definitely get is. a little light coming through on it. But uh, it's definitely not like the motor oils of like... You know, an imperial Russian style. When I think when I think of like that motor oil thickness, I'm thinking of the imperial Russian style. No light escapes it. You gotta <laughs> drink it with a spoon. Yeah, it's pudding. Uh, what do you guys get from the uh, nose on here? I'm getting I'm getting more coffee up front than I did the other two. As honestly, it has you know, and because it you know they are calling it a cappuccino style. I'm wondering how much because I'm getting a little bit of a creamy. If anybody else is getting that. From I haven't the tasted smell. it yet. I'm not. I'm not getting much well, no, nose on this. I'm getting it from the smell. A creamy nose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> I must say that of of the three, this one is definitely the harshest in mm. terms of taste. I would say it is the harshest of the three. Describe harshest. What are you talking about? Well, harshest. What I mean by that is with the founders, it was very very smooth. The way they were able to combine the the coffee and the chocolate, they all were very symbiotic. It was. Very easy drinking. The X Reserve was right behind that. And then this one is, I don't want to say acidic, but almost acidic. It, it, it is definitely the roughest of the three. Are you sure acidic is right? No. Not no, bitter. I'm not. And not bitter? Perhaps, I can, I'm, defi- I'm, definitely getting, bitter. I'm definitely getting more bitter notes out of this. I, I agree. I'm tasting the bitter notes as well. Like it, um, Yeah. 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 Not on that. Not on that. Take another swig. It is definitely on the bitter side. Of the three. Mm-hmm. But we'll, uh, we'll we'll continue to drink this one. We'll let it uh, stew through a little bit. But, uh, Not a bad beer, though. At first taste, I, I don't hate it. No, no, I don't hate it at first taste. Um, I'm, I'm not getting much of the coffee flavor, though, I must say. Neither am I. I'm, aside from the coffee bitterness. Like, that's what I'm... Like, that's what I'm getting as a flavor, and that's not, like... That's not necessarily a flavor you want to taste. No, no, not with, not without... Because, again, like, the nose is... It's kind of there, and everything else is kind of there. But, like, the bitterness is there. Yeah. And that's, that's what you want to try to eliminate. Yeah. For, I, some, for some people. For some true. People, for, some true. People. for me, personally, I prefer to eliminate it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not upset with it right now, but we'll see as it goes on. You're not going to throw it out the window no. in a fit of anger? No, no, no. Good. Good. But uh, I so, will say, on a somewhat unrelated note, I'm totally digging the label of this beer. Yeah. And for those that can't see it, it is a Which would be nice hound dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for pretty much everybody aside, aside from the three of us, it is a nice hound dog uh, that Lagunitos use. They actually use a lot of dogs on their, their labels. And he looks like he would really want a cappuccino stout. However, if you're listening out there, never give dogs beer because <laughs> the hops in beer can cause malignant hypothermia in dogs and literally kill them. You've looked this up, haven't you? I've I've looked it up. Look, as someone that has seen a friend get a dog drunk before, Ooh, I know, oh. and I'm a dog lover, so oh. I didn't like it, but as someone who has seen someone get a dog drunk before, fortunately the dog's still with us, it did not die, I wanted to do a little research and see how it, okay is that? How yeah. okay is that to be giving a dog beer in its dish versus water? And yeah, let's face it, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, because dogs, you can't. Okay, they're not okay with chocolate, and they're not okay with grapes. Why is beer, you know? Why would beer be okay? Yeah, why would beer be okay? I mean, look, if your dog wants beer, and it's begging for the beer, don't give it to him. Give your dog a cookie. It won't care. Give it a beer-flavored cookie. Dogs don't know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one quick funny story before we get into our next segment here. There is actually a brewery 
out in Arizona. I can't remember the exact city, but it's out in Arizona, and it's called Bowser's Brewery, mm-hmm. and it is a brewery for dogs. They actually brew beer for dogs, so you can get a beer taste without the hops. And it's not for human consumption. I mean, certainly you could drink it just like any human could eat Mm. dog food, but you're probably not going to enjoy it. But that way, if if your dog really likes the taste of beer for whatever reason, I don't even know how you would know that without giving it to them. (laughs) But if they really like it, then you can actually serve your dog beer that's okay for them to drink. So Bowser's Beer out in Arizona. That is very cool. I did not know that. Yeah, how about that? I don't know what kind of drunk you have to be that you need a dog as your drinking buddy. But. Some people get lonely. <laughs> and hey, they call a dog man's best friend for a reason. You're so. darn right. That's true. That's true. That's so true. they should also maybe call a dog man's best wingman. I guarantee if you brought a dog to a bar, you would have more ladies surrounding you with that dog than you would with one of your buddies. And let's be honest here. If you were a lady and you brought a dog in, you'd have the same reaction with guys. Because if you needed to bring a guy around, you know what? You might be good looking. You bring a good looking girl in with a dog, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. That's Can true. Dog is foolproof. So go to bars where you can pick up chicks and bring dogs, and you, you guys are going to be okay. Guys, am I on the Petco podcast? Oh, no. 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 No, no. We should probably get back to talking All about right. Beer. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. That's right. Beer. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about beer. beer. How did we get so off track? I don't know. We go way off track, and we stopped talking about beer, and that's crazy. Oh, man. We started talking about dogs and picking yeah. up chicks. Were you starting to get the shakes over there? Oh, yeah. I got upset. I was oh, like, I, I can see it from I was here. getting the jitters. I Steve needed to talk about shaking. beer. I need so, to talk about beer. I need to drink beer. I need to. So All right, talk, talk about beer, beer then, Esteban. What do you want to talk about? Well, okay, we can actually move in to the segment from dogs, and we'll bring dogs back around. Yay! But, uh, what I want to do now is to help our audience understand us a little better. I want to bring in a segment called the Pear Down. Ooh, what's the Pear Down? The Pear Down is a free association game where I'm going to give you a number of things, a number of topics. I want you to free associate that and make the best pairing okay uh, interesting okay. interesting right. you'll get a topic and then you give me the beer that best pairs with that topic hmm. so this okay. week this week uh we're going to be working with sam yay we get to learn more about sam just what everybody wants <laughs> and we'll see what he has to say when he gets the pair down all right i'm ready for the pair down guys this sounds exciting all right so to bring it back around your first topic is dogs. Dogs. What's, what is the best pairing for dogs? Well, now that's a good question. And remember, we're not pairing the dog with the beer that the dog is going to be drinking because that would be obviously Bowser's. But for me, here's what I'm going to say. I mean, I love dogs and I love dogs that are on beer labels. So if I'm going to drink a beer and relate that to dogs, I don't know if I can pick a specific beer, but I got two breweries for you. I'm gonna go with Flying Dog and Thirsty Dog. Flying Dog is a brewery out of Frederick, Maryland, and Flying or Thirsty Dog is a brewery out of Akron, Ohio. Now why on earth would you pick those two breweries? What's the connection there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad that you asked. So let me tell you, the connection there is that all of the beers are dog-themed at these breweries. Oh, so, that's yeah, I get yeah, it. All right. I know, right? So exciting. So I guess if I had to pick a beer uh, by either one of these breweries, if I'm going to go Flying Dog, I'm going to go with their flagship beer. It's one of the best. It's called the Raging Bitch, and it is a Belgian-style IPA. A lot of flavor, about 7.5% alcohol, and just really hits the taste buds hard. And I really enjoy it. It's their flagship beer. If I'm going Thirsty Dog, I think the beer that I'm going to have to go with is the Siberian Night. 
And I know that Steve would like this because it's a very, very dark motor oil. Oh, no. Stout. I, I know this you one. You had it? Oh, yeah. I know this one. <laughs> it is it is full of flavor and one that will certainly delight. I don't know. If I'm thinking dogs, I certainly would not be opposed to going with beers that uh, are breweries that Have base dogs. all their beers off of dogs. So we got Flying Dog and Thirsty Dog on this first one. What's next? As you are a video gamer, I wanted to find out what's the best beer for Dr. Mario. Ooh, we're going old school here. Yeah. Oh, man. So for those of you who don't know, which given that this is the first episode is everybody listening, I am a classic gamer, and one of my absolute favorites is the game Dr. Mario. I would consider myself a Dr. Mario master, if you will. I've played all of my friends, and none of them can beat me. So if I am drinking a beer while playing that game, I am going to hands down have to go with a session IPA. And here's why. Dr. Mario is a strategic game, and you always have to be thinking. You need that clarity to be able to stack all those little pill viruses on top of the, or excuse me, stack all those little pills on top of the viruses and clear them out of your vial. And if you're not in the right state of mind to do that, you're going to be screwed. Or if you're too drunk to do that, you're going to be screwed as well. So here's what I'm pairing it with. The 21st Amendment Down to Earth. It is a session IPA. Very light, about 4.5%, but it has a great hop flavor, something that I'm really into, and something that I can sip on, similar to like we were talking about with the tailgate earlier, something that I can sip on and just whip my friend's asses while we play Dr. Mario. Never get too drunk, and I'll, I'll always win. All right, so Always Sunny's back, mm-hmm. and they're on their 12th season, and it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I know you're a big fan as well. Absolutely, I love that show. So if you got to sit down with episodes of Always Sunny, and you're, I'm sure you're going to binge watch this season. What beer are you going to be using to binge watch? All right, I'm going to preface this by saying I wasn't paid by FFX to say this, or FXS, FXX to say this, but FXX. if I'm watching Sunny, I'm going to pair it with Coors Light. Ugh, That's not even getting paid by FXX, that's getting paid by Coors Light. Yeah, I guess so. So, Room for those who may not know the reference, <laughs> from about season five of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on, there have been so many Coors Light product placements in that show that it is nauseating. If I'm going to drink a beer and something that I'm actually going to enjoy and not a Coors Light, I'm going to have to go with a Terrapin Hopsecutioner. Mm. Only because when I watch the shows I really want to enjoy, I want to drink my favorite style of beer. And once again, that's the IPA. So yeah. I'm taking a good IPA, one that I like, one of my staples, the Terrapin Hopsecutioner. Uh, great hop flavor, a lot of different hops in that beer, something that uh, that I've enjoyed for a, n- a number of years now. And I'm going to sit down and laugh my ass off at that show and just enjoy that beer. That sounds good, yeah. That's definitely one you just kind of tuck, tuck in with. And you can go through four or five episodes. Is that before or after five years? Is that before or after you throw it in the garbage? Shut up. Oh, (laughs) come on. Shut up, nerd. Have you ever tried that? No, I haven't. So you might actually like that one. How do you figure? It has a lot of hot flavor, but at the end of the day, it's not incredibly strong. It's more of like a 6% type beer, if I remember correctly. And the hops that they use are are good. They're milder hops. So when I say it has a lot of hop flavor, depending on the types of hops you brew with, as you guys know, your home brewers, Mm -hmm. you may get a different flavor to the beer. So it's a milder hop flavor, but a hop flavor nonetheless. I I would say try it. Yeah, it's definitely not one that has like... I don't think it's... It's not a headhunter. No, no. I don't think it's brewed with like a citra. No, it's not. So it doesn't have that like citrusy flavor to it. You know what I'm saying? So it sounds to me like they, they chose a name and then they didn't kind of follow through on it. 
Oh, so you're expecting something. Oh, you're expecting oh, a killer. Like okay. a triple IPA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they just wanted to dress one of their turtle mascots up as an executioner and put it I on I mean, the I don't bottle. blame them for that. It's a cool logo. And it's gotta be cool. If logo. nothing else, try it for the logo. If nothing else, Turpin has the best logos. <laughs> they do. They're pretty funny. Fear the turtle. Yeah. All right, turtles, what's next? We were talking about dogs earlier. We were talking about dogs earlier. I'm gonna give you another kind of dog. Okay. What kind of beer would you pair with brats and dogs? Hmm, brats and dogs. I do enjoy some brats and I do enjoy some dogs. I mean, how do you not? We all live in Western Pennsylvania. Grew up on sausages and brats and dogs. And yeah. Sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sauerkraut on everything. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When I think about brats and dogs, I'm thinking about being on my back patio with my grill fired up and just loaded with hot dogs, brats, burgers, everything you can imagine. Just, just a good having cookout. a great cookout with some friends. Now, one of the key essentials to a good cookout is the beer that you drink while you grill, as well as the beer that you drink while you eat your brats and dogs. So for me, once again, I gotta go back to one of my staples. This is a great beer, something that I could drink all day until I get too drunk and have to go to bed. <laughs> I'm going with the Victory Dirt Wolf. Oh. The Victory Dirt Wolf is a double IPA, close to 9%, but you would never know it because it is not boozy at all. No, it's not. It's got some tremendous hop flavor. It, I don't want to say it stings the nostrils, but the hops almost oh, they jump out at infuse you. through yeah. your face, yeah. come out your nose, and it's, every, it's everything that you would want in a double IPA. Victory brews some great beers, but this one is my absolute favorite. So if yeah. I'm standing by my grill, I want something that I know, something that I'm familiar with, and something that I know that I'm going to love. I don't want to take a chance of drinking a beer that I don't really enjoy while I'm do, doing something that I really do enjoy doing, which is grilling. So next time Adam is over and I'm grilling up a storm, I'm going to get him a Victory Dirt Wolf. You, you know what? I'm And actually give him my grill tongs <laughs> and put him in my put him in my shoes. <laughs> flip-flops, you mean. Yeah, put, put him in my flip-flops that I always wear and see how he does with that. See, here's the problem with that. I actually like that beer. Okay, so this is twice now. Wait a minute, yeah. Oh, I understand. You weren't an IPA. Here's here's them in the trash. If I'm quoting you correctly, that is correct. You are quoting me. However, there is always exceptions to the rule. Fair enough. Fair enough. And unfortunately, you guys hit two of those exceptions right off the head. The other thing I'm noticing though is the two IPAs that we talked about that you do like Mm -hmm. were also double IPAs. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I can tell you that the Dirt Wolf, as as an IPA, I will say this, as an IPA, is good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not going to get arguments out of Sam and I. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I fully understand. <laughs> I just said that there I are, love that beer. But there, are all many more, there are many more IPAs that are not worth my time of day. I can, I can, yeah. I can However, Dirt Wolf, it will make the cut. Yeah. Yeah, so I, hold on one second here. So sure. I wonder, and I'm just spitballing here. Sure. But is there something about the traditional IPA? Maybe it's not hoppy enough for you. You say that you there's need an imperial or a double IPA to actually enjoy it. I mean, to jump the gap, so to speak, to go from the low no, based on the conversation all the way to here, the today, high ones. It sounds like that. It sounds like it I is. don't know. I mean, I can think of a number of IPAs that I don't care for. Right. I, I can too. I mean, and I don't like every IPA yeah, I drink. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. But there, it seems to me that every single one, except for maybe four or five that I like, and you guys hit on two of them. All 
right. Just maybe a coincidence. You guys, yeah. you guys hit them. <laughs> I guess we'll keep revisiting this topic we'll in keep future it, episodes. You, if, if you guys can convert me to an IPA guy, you have done a damn fine job. The mystery continues. But I think I, I'm going to make that my goal for this podcast, is to convert Adam into an IPA guy just like myself. Because at the end like, of the day, isn't that my goal for everybody? <laughs> it is. It is. But ah, mm, you, got a, you got a tough road to hoe, I'll tell you that much right now. Well, I'm always up for a good challenge. That's true, and you got one now. All what right. About, wait, what about hoes in the road? A tough road to hoe? Uh, Never heard that before? No. Tough road you know, like in the a, garden? Yeah, like a backhoe. Yeah, like come on. Hoeing your garden? Learn idioms. Come on. I don't live in 1895. Who brought you? Why are you here? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know how to run the production stuff. Shit. Wow. <laughs> all right. We got to yeah, all, right, all, right. all right. All right. What do we think of this beer, guys? Let's give our final thoughts. We have the Lagunitas Cappuccino Stout. Once again, we're at 9.1%. So here's what I'm going to do. This, uh, the bottle we have is the big boy, you know. Uh, so I'm going to take a little bit more. I just feel like, I don't know, something, I'm missing something out of it. I think we're missing the true cappuccino flavor. Yeah. I'm a cappuccino guy. I love espresso, and I love a little steamed milk in there with some foam on top, which is your traditional cappuccino. And I'm not getting that taste mm-hmm. that simulates, hey, I'm drinking a beer, but I'm also getting the flavor like I'm drinking a cappuccino. That's why, what it's not doing for you, me. You almost want this more to be like a milk stout. Yeah. I with, completely with, agree. With coffee flavor, but I I'm not getting that agree. because I'm like part of the, uh, the mouthfeel to it is it's not thick like a milk stout. And I think that, you know, that kind of hinders it in a way. It kind of does. It, it's not nearly as thick. It's, it's much more thin and streamlined. Yeah. yeah so, so when I'm getting, yeah, when you tell me cappuccino, I'm not quite getting it. But I will say, I think I like this a lot more than the uh, one from Saucony. So what's your, what's your one, two, three on that? What's uh, your gold? What's your silver? What's your bronze? Yeah, one, two, three. I'm just going uh, Founders. Uh, Lagunitas and then uh, Saucony. Sam, what's your what's your uh, middle count? So for me, definitely my gold is going to be the Founders Breakfast Stout. My silver is going to be the Saucony, and my bronze is going to be the Lagunitas Cappuccino Stout. Okay, so what what did you like more about the Saucony? I like the smell. Honestly, I didn't get any nose on the Lagunitas. I wanted to smell that cappuccino, that coffee mm-hmm. flavor before I drank it. And I gave it many good sniffs, just like a bloodhound would do. Because uh, I was looking at the label and I saw the dog, so I gave it a couple sniffs first. I didn't get anything. Whereas with uh, Saucony Creek, I did get some coffee on the nose. Yeah. Not as much as the founders. No, but, it's a, yeah, it's understated, but it's there. But it's, it's there. there. And with the cappuccino stout, it just wasn't there for me. So that's why I rated fair it enough, enough. Uh, in the bronze category. What do you say, Adam? For me, I, it went just the way that we drank them. Number one was the Founders. Yeah. Number two was the Saucony Creek. And mm-hmm. number three was the Lagunitas. Okay. It just seemed like we started started with the gold and just kind of went, I can't even say downhill. No, they're not bad. Because they're None all good bad. beers. No. All good beers. And if somebody handed any of these three to me, I'd drink them with a smile on my face. So, so you're saying, uh, so it's the bitterness of this one that uh, put it, it, it... It put it in, in the bronze category for yeah, me. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I, I would say all of these are they're really good beers. They're, I would say anybody who hasn't had any of them, definitely go try them. Definitely try them. Um, all three are worth a try. And the nice thing is, uh, a lot of these beers you can get at a local bottle shop for under five bucks. Absolutely, yeah. We found these at my... Uh, we found two of them at Mindful. They were pretty cheap. And the other came from 
the Market District, a local grocery store here in Pittsburgh, and it was under five bucks for a 22 ounce bottle of cappuccino. Yeah, that's, so, that's a really that good is Give a good it a deal. shot. <clears throat> One thing about beer is it's so subjective. You want to form your own opinion. We're just three guys who love it and are giving ours. So with that, I would say this is good. You know, end to episode one. I'd say that was yeah. pretty successful, guys. Yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about us. Absolutely. So if you want to find us, you can find us at Hop Nation USA on Twitter, or Hop Nation USA on Facebook, or you can email us at HopNationUSA at gmail.com. And when you do that, make sure that you send us some information on that beer that we created in segment two. Yeah. Or any other information that you want. Beers that we should try on the show. Things that we should discuss. Ask us questions. Ask us questions. We'll address them. We if want you... this podcast to be about beer, but we also want it to be about you. So let us know what we can do. If you have any suggestions of places to go, things that are beer-related that we should try out here in the city of Pittsburgh, please let us know. Or if you just want to send us beer, we're not going to turn it down. Absolutely not. <laughs> yes, send all your beers to hopnationusa at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, it's been a, it's been a good episode one. I want to thank my co-hosts here, Mr. Adam and Mr. Steve. You're welcome, And bud. I also want to give a quick shout-out and a thank you to Founders, Saucony Creek, and Lagunitas for giving us some really tasty you beers. You make a fine today. beer, gentlemen. Absolutely. So, all right, until next time, folks, we're out of here, and happy drinking. Happy drinking.